Hello everyone, Grace here. Um, today we are going to be looking at the book of uh, Galatians in uh, chapter 3 verse 7 onwards. And it starts off with uh, Paul uh, personifying scripture. So he says, And scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. Now why is Abraham uh, brought into this text? Because Abraham was a prophet who was known for his faith. So, and, and then it goes on about works and works of the law and just and a little bit about justification and he through he who through faith I'm looking at verse 11 now it is evident that no man is justified before God by the law so in other words we cannot uh, get into heaven and tell oh yeah I did this and I did that and I followed all the rules and all the regulations I went to mass I said my prayed my devotions I did this and I did that and we cannot, uh, all that is just not enough. It doesn't work. What, what works is the fact that we are justified not by works of law, not by the things that we do, but by our faith. By, by, by our faith in the Lord, who came down, Christ, in, and it goes on in, in verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. So if you're going to be looking, because no, if you look at works of the law, right, it was obvious that no one can be justified because there is definitely, because the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, so many different kinds of laws. And how does everyone just keep up with all the different laws? So it's so difficult. So if you look at it, who can be justified? No one can be justified because there must be, there will definitely be some way in which, some place where, oh yeah, we just fall short. So we cannot be justified by works of law. So that's where Jesus comes in because he is the perfect sacrifice, right? So he offered himself on the on the cross and he took upon himself all this, all that is lacking in us all that's lacking in us and and he became that curse and then it goes on to say that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles that they might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith so Christ has redeemed us from the curse so in other words he's taken our place so that we can be justified because of Jesus because he is a perfect offering because we ourselves are not perfect so he has taken the point. So he's acted on our behalf so that we can stand before God. Because then how do we stand? Because we know that we are still, still many, many areas that we need to change and reform so we can stand on the promise that on, on the cross. Because he has taken that so we can stand before God and be justified before God because of what Christ has done for us. And yeah, so uh, let me move on to the gospel. It's quite a long text about, um, it's taken from, where are we now? It's from Luke 11. And uh, yeah, so it um, speaks about casting out of demons. So Jesus was casting out demons 
and uh, then of course he had all these detractors around him and um, and then they were saying so he was casting out demons by then they said oh he's casting out demons by Beelzebul the prince of demons so they did acknowledge the fact that Jesus had the power to cast out demons so that was not the question here that that he was that they acknowledged that he was he had authority but they were questioning where the authority came from where that particular authority to cast out demons came from so that's when they say oh he cast out demons by Beelzebub you see it's no matter what sometimes you know we get so frustrated in life when uh, when we do something and still you know it's not acknowledged still our detractors or we could be detractors ourselves will always still find fault in whatever it is that we do so they were saying, oh no, he's no, yeah, we, we acknowledge that he's doing that, but he's doing it by the, by Bill, Bill Zebos. And Jesus like, so, why is he, he just cuts them off and he says, can my kingdom be divided in, against itself? So Jesus was really spot on here. And if Satan is also divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? If I'm going to be on behalf of Satan, I'm going to be casting out spirits. It does not make sense here at all. So that quick thought, no, that quick response, that promptness of response from Jesus was he was always in the working in accordance with the Father's will and in accordance with the Spirit. Then he says, And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. That's the finger of God that I cast out demons. Then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And then he moves on. Now this is very crucial in our daily walk. When a strong man is fully armed, guards his own palace, goods are in peace. When then one stronger than him, than he assails him and overcomes him, he takes away his armor in which he trusts and divides the spoil. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. So Luke here strikes home this theme, you know, of discipleship. So while living, living in this hostile environment, Luke's community are comforted by Jesus' power over evil. So they exhorted to continue to adhere to him and his ways. So they were, they were exhorted by Luke. Just, 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 uh, this, the environment would be very hostile. So the fact that, 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 that they are living in such negative surroundings and uh, and all but yet Jesus seems to have that authority to to dispel to just cast off and 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 to just set everything right and then what happens then Jesus goes on and he says when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man he passes through waterless places seeking rest you know it's so um, you know, then you cast out cast out demons and then what happens after that what where the demons go so Jesus says they are wandering around, wondering, okay, what to do? Oh, with this person, we were living so snugly inside this uh, person, and then, and then now we we are out and we are we are powerless. So what do they do? He goes, he finds, he finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came, and when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. So that's this is the that after retreat experience that all of us go through and come back feeling so refreshed, so clean and obviously he feels so much at peace and that's everyone who goes for retreats have this, has this experience and then suddenly what happens? Then suddenly it starts. 
and then he goes, I'm reading verse 26, and then he goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. So how do we, and this is many times, no, we find people who, who go for you know, all these sessions, meditations, and all that, they come back so peaceful, then slowly everything goes back worse than before. How do we avoid this? How do we avoid this? So the call is to be on guard 24-7. 24-7 to protect ourselves, 24-7. Because if you look at it, we have this person. We have Jesus who is, who is able to cast out too. Because in the presence of, of, of the Lord, nothing can stand. Nothing. He's able to just say the word and out they go. So it's always to be on guard 24-7, to be on Jesus' side 24-7 and to hear and to keep the word of God is necessary. Help the disciples needed to avoid falling back into the clutches of the demonic. So in order that we, uh, the, the CCC explains it very clearly. So what, what I just said was to hear the word of God, keep the word of God is a necessary help. Disciples need to avoid falling back into the clutches of the demonic yeah, forces, keeping and hearing and um, following the word of God. And then the CCC explains it very clearly in CCC 385. So it says that accused of casting out demons by the power of Satan, Jesus gave a response that would make it obvious from whom his power came. He also taught that's not enough to be free from sin and demonic influence. We must also seek a life of holiness allowing ourselves to be filled with Christ. So this life of holiness is what will keep us protected, will keep our families protected. The life of holiness and, and, and abiding with the sacramentals, blessing ourselves with holy water, because the presence of evil is very, very tangible. It is there. It is, it is there all around us. So we need to always keep guard. And, and yeah, every day pray the St. Michael's Prayer. If you don't know, please do learn it. And, and yeah, and, and Our Lady, she's also someone who really has overcome. Satan flees when we have Our Lady on our side. So yeah, God has given us enough to protect ourselves. And, uh, and let's just continue to live our holy lives to completely reformed to see okay this is an area that I need to change because the, the evil one can come and attach itself to our sin habits you know and that's an easy entry into our lives so constantly changing and reform and telling the Lord Lord I'm sorry and doing something about these areas in our lives so let's end with the St. Michael's prayer St. Michael the Archangel defend us in this dear battle be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray unto thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits, who roam and prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. So have a beautiful, beautiful week, everyone. God bless.